First John, chapter four, verse one. Satan at work is back in chapter 3 we're told and chapter 4 we're told a little bit more about how he's doing things and his workers as too. Beloved, believe not every spirit, try the spirits whether they be of God because many false prophets are gone into the world. By this know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus is come in the flesh is of God. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, that you are the one and only whom we should worship. The one and only who we should believe in and upon. There is no other name. Lord, I pray that each one here tonight would know what it is to trust the Lord Jesus by faith, implicitly, completely, without a doubt. Lord, that those that are listening in who are not saved, maybe, or here that aren't saved, that they might trust you. And Lord, that we as Christians might have discernment in the day in which we live because many false prophets are around, deceiving many people. And Lord, I pray that we would help to free people from the bondage of these wicked ones, the servants of Satan. We ask and pray your blessing as we study your word and pray together in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Last time we looked at, two weeks ago, the command to test the spirits, verse 1. We're still in verse 1. What we should do, stop believing all every spirit. That's the requirement. And the second thing there we should do, we looked at, start trying, try, start trying the spirits the reason so there's requirement and the reason we looked at see if they're authentic and the last part of verse 1 verse 1c and d why we should do it and we touched on this last time because there's the existence of false prophets and uh, there are many why we should do it now because false prophets are gone out into the world, as it says there. In a biblical sense, a prophet, when you think of a prophet, what do you think of? What, what does he do? Foretells. Yeah, foretells. Foretells the future. <laughs> Aren't you glad you've got God's word with what's going on over in the Middle East? Because we know where it's going to end. Yeah. We know the end of the story. Um, <clears throat> not good. A lot of things bad to happen. And this might only be the start or might not be. It might be one of those skirmishes. So we have to try the spirits in a biblical sense. A prophet is one who receives a message of, of revelation from God, directly from God, and uh, gives it to the people. Paul was a prophet, Acts 13, 1. Other apostles were prophets in John 14, 26 and 16, 13. And prophecy was a gift that was exercised by the early church they didn't have the New Testament and the prophecies, the Bible was being given at that time. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it was being given. But now in chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians, when that which is perfect, perfect is come. Has it come? Yep. 
We have it in your lap tonight. This is the Bible. Uh, <coughs> Say? Yes, okay, in Utah. <laughs> in, uh, yes. Now that God, God's revelation is completed in the 66 canonical books that we have, the gift of prophecy as foretelling the future has ceased. There are no true prophets today. Have you heard of prophets, professing prophets? Yes, we have. They are false prophets. And where do, <clears throat> what do we do now? Where do we get, as it were, our prophecies from now? Well, let's read First Peter chapter, 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 19. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, the Bible, unto which you do well, we do well, that ye take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Let's stick to the book until he comes, until the day star comes, till the Lord comes and rises. And, and as we read the scripture, he will arise more in our hearts and will become more confident and more able to tell others about him, knowing this first that no prophecy of the scripture, there it is, the scripture, is of pro any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Not of any private interpretation. What does that mean? We can't study the scripture for ourselves. Private interpretation? No. It means don't make that scripture stand alone. It can. But we need to compare spiritual things with spiritual things, scripture with scripture. And when someone says... As has I heard someone say lately, no, we only look at this portion and that portion and we're not allowed to look at the rest of the Bible what? concerning that. <laughs> You're not going to come to the truth. It, you need the Old Testament, New Testament, comparing. And uh, when someone says that, red flags should arise. No, you know, you can't bring that into it. Well, why not? If it's talking about the same event yeah. or same occasion or, 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 or doctrine. Uh, <clears throat> so we have a complete Bible. We don't need to add to it. And as we looked at last week in the Gospel of Matthew, two weeks ago, Matthew 13, 24, about the tares that were sown amongst the wheat, verse 24 to 30. Um, the apostle said, Let's, shall we go out and dig them, rip them all up? No, leave them until the end of the age when the Lord will come. And sort that out in verse 36 of that same chapter. Jesus sent the multitude away and went to the houses. And his disciples came to him saying, Declare unto us the parable of the tares in the field. He that soweth the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom. But the tares are the children of the wicked one. Who's the wicked one? Satan. The enemy has sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world. Oh, I trust you've never gone into your neighbour's place and <laughs> planted weeds and things. I don't think anyone would have done that. <clears throat> Some farmers do it by neglect. They don't get rid of the thistles and things and, they, and they, they have their things and they blow up in the air and they float around and land in the neighbours and, and so it infests the neighbour's place as well. And uh, I heard of a farmer saying the other day, the farm just gone to rack and ruin, the neighbour's farm. And he, uh, I'm inheriting all his wicked seeds. <laughs> and, and they have ex to spray extra. Brother Dunn, that's the case, isn't it? Mm. 
You know, if somebody doesn't keep their farm, it just gets invested. And so <clears throat> the wicked one has done it in a spiritual sense here. Don't be surprised. And as we looked at last time, no sooner did God um, <clears throat> sow through the apostles the word, there were Judaizers, legalizers, Gnostics and false messiahs. No sooner did God again sow Martin Luther, we looked at that, and God, I mean Satan sowed the Jesuits <laughs> in the Counter-Reformation. No sooner did God sow through the Wesleys and those around them into the world, and there was agnosticism and deism and things that came. No sooner did Spurgeon and Moody sow the seed of the word of God, and there was a, a great sowing of Satan. Joseph Smith Brigham Young, the Mormon cult, Charles Taze Russell, the Jehovah's Witnesses, Mary Baker Eddy, Christian Science, and uh, <clears throat> the Seventh-day Adventist. There's a very similar background or from the same Miller fella as Jehovah's Witnesses, but went in a different direction. Ellen G. White, uh, that, that book she wrote. Then God sowed through modern missionaries. All around the world, God sowed the good seed of the word of God. William Carey, he was in India. David Livingston, South Africa. Adoniram Johnson, Judson, Burma. And Hudson Taylor in China. If you want to learn all about the stories, go to Junior Church. <laughs> they have those missionary stories. And the children might know more than we about these missionary. They have a missionary story, a Bible story, a snack, and there. Um, <clears throat> but no sooner... Had God done this through these missionaries, then communism came. Karl Marx came. And the two very popular, well, one very populated place, China. You know, the <coughs> inland mission there that was started by missionaries, which just mentioned Hudson Taylor. Satan sowed Marxism, communism, Chinese communism, and, and Russia's communism, atheistic in their belief. And, and many other things were sown at that time. God sows, we didn't mention this last time, the good seed. He sowed the separatist independent church movement throughout the world. And I'm not just saying independent Baptists or independent churches that were sown all round. <clears throat> and uh, they went out as missionaries. I remember Bill Grant, the first time we met him there, and... Is a Church of Christ meeting with Woodbridge preaching and pointed him out and he stood up. And then people say, Well, what are we what are we having missionaries come here for? <laughs> that's what the that's what the question was put by the Australians. Well, even the Union Baptists, the head of the Union Baptists was saying, Yep, that's what we need to do. Separate, become more independent. They said it. And this movement's gonna go gung gangbusters, gangbusters, they say. But it didn't because the second generation of missionaries have come out, brought all the music and everything, and have gone back to like Union Baptist have. So there was a great opportunity. But they, anyway, the Lord sowed the movement of missionaries around the world. And then there was Satan sowing his seed, the tares. What do you think the biggest thing... That is, well, there's probably a few, but you could think of what is one of the big ones that Satan sowed? You know, missionaries going everywhere. And what came in about 19, 1900? 
Yep, Pentecostal charismatic movement. The Toronto blessing is in our lifetime. Outrageous excesses of the charismatic movement. Mass hysteria. Evil spirits. Demonic laughter. Barking like dogs. This has nothing to do with true Bible Christianity. And also higher criticism. <laughs> that came. Uh, <clears throat> the attack on the word of God has been relentless. And there are so many versions or perversions out there that people... <laughs> which Bible? Which Bible? What's telling the truth? Who's telling the truth here? A Bible version and the other thing that's becoming big right now that Satan's sowing starts with R and we've mentioned it before. Reformed theology. Sweeping the world, taking over good churches everywhere. Ask Pastor Hine. He was just back in America, travelling around, about what, what's happened and what people are saying over there, what's, what's going on. So <clears throat> why should we, as we've been commanded to, test the spirits? Because the existence of false prophets. The existence of false prophets. And they're everywhere in great number. The perversion of these false prophets in John's day had already started, but now there are thousands of them everywhere, and we need to search the scriptures like the Bereans. There are many in our day who make so-called prophecies of equal authority with scripture and a charismatic movement, and it's not of God. It's of the devil, and we need to say it. Say it so. They need to read what Revelation 22 says in verse 19. If they add to or take away from the prophecies of this book, their name will be taken out of the book of life. If they add or take to. Uh, <clears throat> in this, this verse here and in this chapter here, how we are told how we should try the spirits. They are gone out into the world. It's evident that the prophets were the mouthpieces of the spirits, these false prophets. Spirits, not spirit. They were empowered by the evil one. True ministers of God are not empowered by the spirits, but are empowered by the spirit. One Holy Spirit. And don't make a mistake about that. And these people speak with confidence if you've fronted them and talked to them. And then they look down on you. you. You haven't got a prophecy. You haven't got a something hairy to tell, you know. Raise the hairs on the back of your head. No. No, I've, I've got the Bible. That is what we have to come back to. I've got the truth of the Word of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. It says there, 2 Corinthians 11, verse 2 and 4. Paul was saying to these Corinthians, I'm jealous over you with a godly jealousy. And pastors and preachers and teachers should be, for I have espoused you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. I was going to say Jesus. It says in Christ. <laughs> for, if, for if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, 
or if ye have re- you receive another spirit which ye have not received, or another gospel which ye have not accepted, ye might bear well bear with me or with him. For I suppose I was not a whit behind the very chiefest apostles. And he goes on and speaks of his apostleship and the word that he received. Then later down in verse 13, For such are false prophets, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ, and no marvel that Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. We have the Bible. We have a completed revelation. We have the canon of scripture. That is sufficient. And if anybody can say, well, I know all the Bible and I need something else. No, they don't. (laughs) They do not. I do not. No man does. All the ins and outs and the types and the symbols and everything else. We can get a long way along the road if we have time to do and study the scriptures, but we'll never get to understand. There's enough in the Bible to keep us busy all throughout our life. You know, you walk into a pastor's library or into a library of books, of good Christian books, and there's umpteen books on so many subjects and, you know, commentaries on books of the Bible. And you say, how how do they get so much from just one book? Because it's been given by God. (laughs) And that's the thing of it all, isn't it? It's inspired by him. And we begin to understand and know the word of God and will grow even in eternity to know and understand our God. Um, <clears throat> and we read on there in verse 15 of Second Corinthians 11, For therefore it's no great thing if his ministers, Satan's ministers, also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Be discerning. Judge according to the scripture. Ah, you don't judge people. <laughs> it's the same. Did the apostles? Did they name people? Yep. Did the apostles' disciples do that? Did Polycarp? Yes. Did uh, say? Yeah, <laughs> Christians. And then and Irenaeus. Did he name? And shame people back in about 120, no, 140, 50, 60. Yes, he did. Yeah. More so then than now. Yeah. I'm glad there's a few writings come to us and they didn't get to burn them all. And the Catholic Church didn't get their hands on everything that was handwritten back then. The emergence of false prophets. So why we should test the spirits <clears throat> because of the existence of false prophets and secondly because the emergence of false prophets they are gone out into the world they had a broad audience even though one claims to be a spokesman for God he must be thoroughly examined now if they had a problem in their day how do we have a problem in our day thousands of times worse that's what I can say because false prophets have gone out in the last, since the internet got out, what was that? Is that 2008-9 when it really got going? Then they're on, they're on that everywhere. <laughs> and every, you can be in your office and be like you're a preacher. You can have it all set up with something like this behind you or a pulpit. And you can be preaching away and have no audience, no one to uh, straighten you out if you go wrong. 
And you can do that on the internet. Yeah. And you can get the ads, if you get certain amount of ads up, you get more popular and you get, you get put forward further. I know that Andrew in Israel, when he was putting things up, if he wanted it to go further afield in the Middle East, he paid a cent every time it popped up somewhere. And, and it's amazing that many times it multiplied as it went out. False prophets are doing that. And once they get on the bandwagon, it's all about money. They can make money <clears throat> out of using the word of God to get an audience worldwide. This is really the emergence of the false prophets in the last days, as Jesus has said. Let's go to some of these scriptures. <clears throat> Let's go, first of all, to 2 Timothy chapter 3. We know the one there, but just taking a few thoughts because of the emergence of false prophets. And I've just put a few what's and why's and how. <clears throat> what, where to know in this portion. It says, know this also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. You got that? <laughs> know it. This is going to happen, and then the, the, the nine verses that follow. Know it. So if you know something's going to, you know, if you know there's a bridge out on the freeway, and you're going down the freeway at 110, and it says bridge out, stop. <laughs> Kick it off, do a diversion. What we know, and it lists all the things that we know are going to come. It's not left us in the dark like we're floundering around as Christians. Chapter 3, verse 13. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. <clears throat> but continue thou in the things that thou hast learned. What are we to do here? What are we? Uh, we are to, verse 14, Continue in the things that ye have learned. Isn't it good to have been taught a lot of things early in your Christian life by Christian parents or early in your Christian life by a good church or a good pastor and teacher? Continue in them, the things that you have learned. Be assured, knowing of whom you have learned them. And Paul was talking to Timothy, of course, and from a child you've known the Holy Scriptures. And so he, he said that there. He, he laid it down. Continue in the things you've learned. Chapter 4, verses 1 to 5. Something we are to do here. I charge thee therefore before the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing. Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all suffering and doctrine. Because we know these things are going to happen, what should we do? Preach, my opinion. <laughs> Preach, the word, it says it clearly in that there. And doctrine, twice. Verse 2, verse 3, doctrine. Yeah. Preach the doctrine, not our opinions. <clears throat> Time will come when thou will not endure sound doctrine, so preach the doctrine. <laughs> Exhort, encourage, in season, out of season, when you feel like it, when you don't feel like it. Preach the word. And you say, oh, that's for the pastor. <laughs> It's for all of us, is it not? Yes, it was challenged to a pastor, Timothy, but it's to all of us. Minister the word to people around. Second Peter chapter 3 and see some of the things, you know, questions we can put and get thoughts from these verses in chapter 2 verse 1 of Second Peter. What they do. This is the false prophets. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that brought them. 
And we'll get into that next week and do a quote from about, I don't think it's ninth in our devotional book about the deity of Christ. And that refers right here, denying the Lord that brought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. Many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. What do non-Christians say now? Now do you know you're right? You know? How do you know what you're saying about the Bible is right? You know, it, these people have spread such evil things and doctrines around the world through the internet, through false preaching, through tele-evangelism, that people of the world say, you can't even get on with yourselves. You can't stay unified. You're not preaching one message. They might be right in not preaching one message. You know, <clears throat> well, the liberal Christian will say, well, yep, let's just love everyone and get on with each other so we present a united front to the world. Don't talk about this doctrine and that doctrine. No, you preach the word, all of the word, not just what you would like. Um, <clears throat> so what they do, <laughs> they get out and do these things, denying the Lord. What they are, in verse 17 of the same chapter... And other all the verses in between, but these are wells without water, clouds that are carried with a tempest, to whom is the midst of darkness, the midst of darkness reserved forever. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, this is within religion. They allure through the lust of the flesh, through much wantonness, those that are clear, were clean escaped from them that live in error. Where is that verse? Almost repeated elsewhere prior to this. The Lord spoke to them. You know, you, you make them twofold more the child of hell than you yourselves are. When he's talking to the Pharisees and religious leaders. <clears throat> um, and right down to verse 22. So what they are, <laughs> they're polluters of truth. They corrupt those people that were just thinking about believing and trusting the Lord. You've seen that? When you get somebody interested in the word, Satan seems to have somebody just there around their sphere of influence to talk them out of it. But especially if you talk to a Catholic. What do, what do they say after you've talked to them? And they're you know, really thinking about this. I'll go and talk to my priest. priest. <laughs> and off they go and they don't come back. The, the liars have deceived them. Swelling words. Well, Jude is a good one. <laughs> How they came in. In verse, this is Jude verse 4. For they are certain men <laughs> crept in unawares. They snuck in the back door. Um, <clears throat> watch out for the creepy people. I mean, <laughs> those that creep in. Should I say it about independent Baptists? <laughs> yeah. Some of they'll over and over again, and I talk to people down the MBF. You know, you have a pastor going around, or someone going around looking for a pastor for a church. Yeah, yeah, I believe what you believe. Yeah, I did. I'm not a, I'm not a Baptist brighter. I'm all good and clean concerning that. And they get in, and after about one year, they reveal themselves to be. 
Baptist bride is. That is, the bride of Christ is only a Baptist. And everybody else is onlookers. And so it's a lie. It's just a lie. And they creep in and they get their way. They get into power and they turn the whole church around and they don't care. This is Brother Searle, I think, was talking about. They don't care if they destroy the church. And they, 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 run with, they can run with the money that the people have sacrificially put together. So crept in unawares, ordained to this condemnation, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness. That, that, that's happening today. Well, grace gives me a great scope of things that I can participate in and I'm not condemned. God forbid, Paul said in Romans, grace of God doesn't allow you to do anything you want and you can be forgiven or, you know, no, no. Grace Awakening was a book put out. Was it Swindle? It was, wasn't it? And I know Pastor Smith at the camp got up after another preacher and said, I think you've been swindled. <laughs> I knew exactly what he was referring to, the Grace Awakening book. I can live like I please and... No, no, the Lord will judge. The Lord will bring you the correcting rod. Verse 8 of Jude. In like manner, these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. For somebody to say that the Bible doesn't teach about separating from those that are false doctrine, they don't know the Scriptures. Just look at the ones we've looked at tonight, and this is not all of them, but they're, they're described there. They came in, how they came in, how they de they're described in verse 8. Filthy dreamers. They didn't mince their words, did they? This is Bible. <laughs> Defile the flesh, despise dominion, speak evil of dignities. Um, <clears throat> verse 11. Who have they followed? Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain. <laughs> What's Cain known for? Bloodless sacrifice. Forget the blood. If somebody denies the blood, they're out the door. Unless they want to get saved by the blood. Yeah. Yeah. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. So who they have followed, they after Cain and run greedily after the error of... He was selling and prostituting, bailing his gift for reward. Yeah. What was he about? Money. What about the, <laughs> these people that asked for millions of dollars of donations for a whole day on the television? No, doesn't matter because they haven't got a, got a conscience about it. Not from the saints to do the work of the Lord. It's from anybody to give. That error of blame, nail him for reward, perished in the gang saying of Korah. Well, that's their end. What happened to him? <laughs> he got swallowed up as the earth opened under his feet and they heard them falling down and screaming as they went down. Their cries, it says. You know, the people after that still defended Korah. You know, what's wrong with us? Well, I don't say us, them. <laughs> yeah, they witnessed it. How dare God do something like that? Verse 12. Spots what they're likened to. Spots in your love feasts. Feeding themselves without fear. They have no fear of God in them. Clouds they are without water. They're drought clouds. <laughs> Give you a promise and don't do anything. Carried about by the winds. Trees whose fruit withereth. 
without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots. Wow. <laughs> what they're likened to in that verse. Their, tra their traits in verse 16, these are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lust, and their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. You know, sometimes you feel around some people that they've just got the gift of the gab. They can just out with it. And great swelling words. But a Christian who knows his Bible will be able to defend himself. And if he can't on the spot, he'll say, I'll talk to you later. He'll go home and he'll think it through. He'll look it up and he'll have an answer for those people that get the admiration of men because they have an ability, physical ability, to be able to you know, talk people around to it. What we're to do, what are we to do with all these things going on and these things that have increased thousands, thousandfold all around us, verse 17 of Jude. But beloved, remember ye the words that were spoken before by the apostle, apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. How they told you there should be mockers in the last day who should walk after their own ungodly lust. These are they who separate themselves sensually, having not the spirit. But ye, beloved, what is it to do? Build up yourselves in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves. So, you know, there's quite a few things you can list here that we as Christians should do. How to react. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Some have compassion making a difference and others save with it. Get out, soul winning. Go out, save people. Snatch them out of the fire. If ever people are closer to hell than ever is today, isn't it? It's, it's on the doorstep. <clears throat> He's able to keep us from falling into what? False doctrine. And um, <clears throat> Peter, in 1 Peter 4, says this in verse 9 of chapter 4. Using hospitality one to another without grudging. As you've received a gift, minister to the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Build up the saints. Witness to the unsaved is what we're to do in this day of apostasy, liberalism, and the falling away. There shall come a falling away first. And I think we're there. So I think they're being put up on the uh, web, those points from those different portions of Scripture.